Hey guys, before we start this episode, just wanted to let you all know that we have started a Patreon. If you want to support us, links are in the description. We can buy new mics, we can get artwork done, you know, all that good stuff. On to the episode. JT, <laughs> what's it like being near our fans? High fidelity everywhere. <laughs> Perfect stereo. Welcome back to Rooster. <laughs> We're doing the Sorcerer. We're doing the Sorcerer today. Today is Sorcerer Day. Yeah, happy Sorcerer Day. Tomorrow is Sweden's National Day, but today is Sorcerer Day. Yeah, <laughs> depending on when we release this episode, that may or may not be oh, we've correct. We've dated it now. <laughs> so we're looking at the Sorcerer. Now, to me, Sorcerer reminds me of the John Travolta meme from Pulp Fiction, looking around, being like, where is, where is everything? Where mm, is it? Because... The table of their progression of... There's uh, six empty up. slots in the Sorcerer's table already. If you take out the ability score improvements, there's so many in a row, from like level three to level 17, 18, you get basically no unique Sorcerer stuff. It all comes from your origin, which is kind of like your speciality yeah which we will not talk about this episode <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so let's dive into it let's dive into it and find out why the fuck that is yeah as we go in like i mean sorcerers definitely seem to have less of an exciting progression in terms of like shit that the book gives you straight off the bat mm. and toby and i will get into like why we think that is as we go yeah let's start with the grounding the book suggests Charisma and Constitution. Charisma, obviously, because that's everything you're rolling off of will be charisma. That's mm. your spellcasting ability and everything. Constitution, why do you think that is? I mean, it's it's to help with your concentration spells. All the spellcasting classes yeah. have it. Yeah, so help with your concentration. Also, you have 1d6 hit dice. Yeah, so it helps subsidize your squishy nature. So, yeah, 1d6 <laughs> hit dice. <laughs> Proficiencies, armor, none. Helps with that as well. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just run out there naked. <laughs> um, weapons, daggers, darts, slings, quarterstaffs, and light crossbows. So it doesn't say simple weapons. You are very, you have very, very specific things. Yeah, I mean, you're probably gonna have a quarterstaff, let's be real. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have a staff, everyone always chooses it. Nothing wrong with that. Although you could have like a ritualistic dagger. That could be fun. That is or, nice that you have some ranged options as yeah, well. Yeah, a dart of ultimate evil. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Those are your weapon proficiencies. Tools. Nil point. No tools. Yeah, that's none. <laughs> <laughs> that means none. <laughs> French viewers, represent. <laughs> what are your saving throws? So, your saving throws run off of Constitution Charisma. Yeah, which, again, makes sense. Yeah. Helps you cast those spells. Helps you concentrate on those spells. Yeah. You only get two skill proficiencies. Mm. Out of Arcana, Deception, Insight, Intimidation, Persuasion, and Religion. Religion feels a bit funny. Kind of strange. What's religion doing there? Nothing I mean, even looking at the origins from the, uh, from the book, it's like, you know... Yeah. Know, it just seems like you just kind of you crash into the world as a magical ball of <laughs> <laughs> something. Yeah, and also you, you believe in God. Yeah, you have like a draconic bloodline or wild magic. I feel it leads itself to being shunned by religions almost. Yeah, I could see that. Um, or you could start a cult around your wild magic. <laughs> Maybe that's it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, religion does seem kind of like a, like a wild card mm. being thrown in there. 
Arcana, that makes sense. I think deception, intimidation, insight. I Those think that goes sense. with the kind of like... Charisma. Charisma, and also you're an outsider. You've got to learn to get around people and mm. work under the radar. They make sense with persuasion as well. Mm. Just religion's a bit weird. Are sorcerers naturally like a stigmatized class of people? Um, it doesn't explicitly say, but I feel the they are lends like, to it. Yeah, they are like one of the few classes that isn't a like profession or trade. It, yeah, you didn't it learn this. Yeah, it doesn't fall into a nice fit of society, like clerics, oh, you're priests, barbarians. Kind of yeah, barbarians are also a bit wild as well, I guess. Mm. But fighters, they're like, oh, they were soldiers, it's very clear. Druids, mm -hmm. they help with nature, they're kind of like the shaman. Yeah, they still chose that path too, yeah, like you become yeah. a druid. And they all, you could picture a D&D village and where all these people fit into the economy of the D&D uh, Oh yeah, yeah, so then the sorcerer is just kind of like... I'm magic! <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch him, he's explosive. <laughs> so, spellcasting, you get it at level one, straight away, you get four cantrips. Yeah, so these are the good parts of the sorcerer for sure. Is mm -hmm. that like you start strong, I mean, yeah. like early on, four cantrips, level one. Um, the cantrips you know will go up, and you'll learn additional ones as you go. It caps out at level ten with six. You get your fifth one at level four. Are sorcerers the class with the most cantrips known? Yeah, they are. Most other classes will cap out at five, some at four, but it definitely gives you some versatility because obviously you can cast cantrips. Yeah, cantrips are much nice. as you like. Yeah. yeah. Spell slots, it works the same way as every other full caster. You got the same amount of spell slots, you get them. Yeah. Use them so when you spells. when you level up and you increase the amount of spells in certain spell slots that you can have, you can just get those spells. You just know those spells when you choose them. But you can only change those spells every time you level level up, and you can only change one at a time. Yeah, there is a spells known column, which racks up by one each level until you get to about level 10, then it starts to slow down and it caps out at 15, at level 20. Well, you also get your 15th spell at level 17. Mm. So you have a set amount of spells and you can only change them when you level up. Yeah, there's a lot of spells though. And you can only change one. Yeah, you so you're really one. you're really setting your ways. Yeah, you gotta choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very similar to the ranger when you level up, you can change one spell. Mm. That's really spellcasting. Your spellcasting ability modifiers are your spell save DC is eight plus your proficiency bonus plus your charisma modifier, and your spell attack modifier is your proficiency bonus plus your charisma modifier. Simple the stuff. exits are located on your left <laughs> and right of the building. Um, you also use an arcane focus. You have an ability to use an arcane focus. You don't have ritual casting though. So I think that's weird, mm. right? I mean, for like a naturally, I. Uh, you know, this is very much more Harry Potter than it is like uh, what I would assume. I don't know what's what's uh, like Avatar or something. <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah, but I think it kind of makes sense because it, it again falls into the like not classically trained. You don't know the rituals. You just mm. know the magic. The magic's in you. It kind of makes sense to not know the rituals to cast spells. Right, but having an arcane focus is kind of strange, right? You, you, have, to oh. have, like, a, you have to have like a physical thing that you use to cast your spells. You don't have to. You can use an arcane focus, which oh, means you don't need the components and stuff. I think that's just a 
cool thing. I mean, your spellcasting focus can be anything. It right. can just be like, I don't know, your mother's eye or something. That's but very sorcerer-like. <laughs> a dragon's eye. I don't know, yeah. Can it be like a tattoo? Yeah. Can make that like your... I mean, sure. Man. It's hard to lose uh, a tattoo. Yeah, lose like, it. I mean, like, <laughs> cut off your hand. Yeah, it's like yeah. a hand tattoo that you cut off. Yeah, talk to DMs. You. Talk to DMs. <laughs> See what they say. You choose your sorceress origin, which is like your special ability, your special focus at level one. Yeah, that's actually very unique, being mm -hmm. able to have that. And I think that the reason is because of what we were talking about earlier with like how the base features are kind of tough to, like there's not a lot going on with the base yeah. features. Uh, one of the key things that you get at level two is the font of magic. Now yeah. this is what defines a sorcerer. This is their defining thing, the font of magic and maybe metamagic. It gives you access to sorcery points. The way the game describes it is sorcery points are like this well of magical energy that you can kind of plunder and replenish inside yeah. you. So you can use these to do other things. Yeah, the sorcery points match your level. You have the same amount of sorcery points as your level. I don't know why they have a special column just to really hammer points. it home, you know. Maybe it's to show that you don't have one sorcery point at first level if that breaks the game somehow. You regain them all at a long rest, but what do you do with them, JT? So with sorcery points, you can use them for your meta magic, which we'll talk about in a second, or you can use them to transfer between spell slots and sorcery points. So you can transform your sorcery points to spell slots uh, according to the table on page 101. So this will be like two sorcery points for a first level slot. You can spend three sorcery points for a second, five for third, six for fourth, seven for a fifth level spell slot. Yeah, so it goes up to fifth level and they're interchangeable. You yeah, can so you can do the same thing. You can spend a spell slot to get sorcery points and you can spend sorcery points to get a spell slot. And you can do it as a bonus action. So this is, a, this is an in-combat thing that's viable to you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Any spell slots you create with this disappear at a long rest. If you were trying to get any shit. Right, and you also get your spell, you, yeah, you get your you, sorcery you points back too. Long rest. Um, um, but yeah, it's super cool. It's a bit of a shame, I guess, that it only goes up to fifth level. But also, this makes you super versatile. Yeah. If you have like a spell, if you're in a party of five, you have uh, only a few third level spell slots or whatever, and everyone needs a buff from one spell to get through a thing. You can give out that buff. You can like divvy up your spell slots, your high spell slots, yeah, lower you spell can slots be... to sync everything into one level or one spell to clear an obstacle. Yeah, and it makes you less like stringent on how you use your spells as well, because you know that like, you know, you can use a crap ton of this spell or whatever. It's like, oh, but won't you use up all of your spell slots for this thing? Well, I can also convert my sorcery points to get more spell slots. Yeah, it also like makes, it. not only does it unlock changing lower spell slots into higher spell slots, because you can always use higher spell slots to cast lower level spells. Yeah. But it makes the changing from higher level spells to lower level spells more economical. Yeah. Because they're valued higher. So instead of using a fifth level spell slot to cast a third level spell, because that's all you have left, you can, you can change it, it into sorcery points, and then, then convert it. Buy and back you, at yeah, the you've marketplace saved. of magic. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy it back. Yeah. yeah. It's like an exchange traded fund. <laughs> yeah, so it makes you super, super viable. And I think this might be one of the reasons you don't get many abilities because you are so flexible with this system. Yeah, like the Bitcoin of, of magic. Is Bitcoin flexible? <laughs> yeah, you can use it to convert to different currencies. 
<laughs> At what rate, though? <laughs> All right, Litecoin. <laughs> it's the Dogecoin of magic. <laughs> All right, so that's font of magic. That's kind of the core of the sorcerer. On top of this is meta magic. Yeah, so this is what you can use your, your sorcery points to actually do. So at third level, this is when you first get two metamagic options of your choice. Mm -hmm. You'll get another one at 10th and another one at 17th. So not very frequently. Yeah. It's also worth saying you can only use one of these abilities on a spell. Right. You so they don't stack. stack them. Which yeah. Sucks. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, the, like, especially with the expansions, like, there's so many options for yeah. metamagic. It, it feels like maybe it's too overwhelming to try to keep it from breaking the game. Yeah. A good way to think of metamagic as well is, and the sorcerer as a whole, is you get to choose how your sorcerer is built. Mm. It's definitely the most customizable class in that aspect. Like with a ranger, your abilities are your abilities. You're going to get them at these set levels. But you can kind of choose, mix and match the sorcerer as you level up. Mm. Which has some pros and some cons. Because you can choose the best ones first. And then it kind of tapers out a bit when you get... It's not as exciting to get the upper ones. Because sometimes you're just like, yeah, I guess I'll take that. It's the least bad one now. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you only have like two to four anyway, so... But the, these are kind of how you can... You'll, you'll be using these quite frequently. Hmm. This is how you change your spells. Yeah. So you can add a different way that you can cast these spells now, which is pretty useful in a lot of ways. Yeah. So let's let's run through them. The first one is careful spell. When you cast a spell that forces other creatures to make a saving throw, you can protect some of those creatures from the spell's full force. You spend a sorcery point and you choose a number of creatures up to your charisma modifier and they automatically succeed the saving throw. So this will be so that you can have area of effect fireball things that don't hurt your teammates? I mean, they will still hurt, unless they have evasion, <laughs> but, but they'll hurt less. Right. It's yeah, in like the numbers game, when you average it out, you're going to be coming out on top. Right. It only costs one sorcery spell point as well. You should be able to get your entire party, if not all of them that are going to be in the damage radius. That's pretty cool. So one sorcery point for however many people mm. in the radius of your spell or whatever. Up to your charisma modifier, Up. which should be your party because very few parties go above six people. Mm -hmm. Most of four, which means you only need a charisma modifier of plus three to cover everyone but you. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't say you can't choose you. So if you want to cast a fireball at your feet, <laughs> you can auto succeed. Little magic trick. <laughs> Watch as I disappear. <laughs> That's careful spell. The next up is distance spell. Yeah, like the name suggests, this one means that if you cast a spell of five feet or greater, you spend one sorcery point to double the range. And mm -hmm. if you have a spell that's range of touch, it makes the spell a range of 30 feet. This one is low-key quite good because yeah. touch is used as a real... Way to constrain things in lots of real ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a way to kind of balance spells. Mm -hmm. You can just break that balance. 
Yeah, you can cast fly on people at a distance. Yeah, it, which is comes up more than you would think. <laughs> Someone's clinging on from like the bottom of a tree branch attached to a cliff face. Yeah, you don't need to fly them. Yeah, bam, you're flying. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I also I think the doubling of your range of certain spells can be pretty crazy, yeah. especially if you have those like already you know sixty to one twenty feet range spells. Yeah, now being able like, to cast a spell to 140 feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Empowered spell. I think this is quite a common one for people to pick up because it makes the numbers bigger. Yeah. When you roll a damage dice for a spell, you can spend a sorcery point and re-roll a number of the damage dice up to your charisma modifier. You must use the new rules. You can use empowered spell even if you have already used a different metamagic option. So it stacks. This is one of the few that stacks. Okay, so can you use Empowered Spell on multiple attack dice? So if you roll like 6d6, yeah, you can you use, use it for like on a three. number of dice up to your Charisma modifier. Mm. Minimum one. And it says up to, so you don't have to use your full Charisma modifier. If you're rolling 5d8s and you get three ones, re-roll the three ones. It makes sense to... Uh, kind of in the grand scheme of things, always re-roll anything that's lower, a four or lower. Mm -hmm. Because statistically, you will eventually come out on top in your damage output. Mm. Which it may not seem like that beat to beat, especially if you re-roll a four and you get a one or something. Mm. But I mean, that, that's the numbers of the thing. It's good, it, it makes the numbers higher. Yeah, bigger damage. Especially, I mean, like, if you're rolling, like, a d12 damage dice, if you, like, God forbid you have any spells that do something like that, <laughs> then, like, you know, you get a 1 on that d12, that's really disheartening. Yeah. <laughs> so you can really, if you're using bigger dice, you can really... Yeah, get more it, it out of that. It gets more, yeah. If you're rolling a 1 on a d4, it's not quite as well. Mm -hmm. Extended spell. When you cast a spell that has a duration of one minute or longer, you double it. Costs one sorcery point, up to a maximum of 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, there's a lot of spells like, you know, fly or invisibility where, you know, they might be yeah. constrained by the amount of time that you can use it. Yeah, especially if it's like a spell that has an hour plus mm -hmm. effect time, doubling that. Pretty sweet. Ooh. Yeah. Heightened spell. When you cast a spell that forces a creature to make a saving throw to resist its effects, you've got to spend three sorcery points. This one's a bit more expensive. And they have disadvantage on the first saving throw made against the spell. Okay. This makes people more susceptible to your spells. This is quite good for things like probing minds, illusion spells. Yeah, all things considered, it's quite expensive as far yeah, as... three sorcery points. You for only get one target. One, yeah. one target and one... Yeah, it's... So I wonder what the circumstance they have in mind for that. Right, like I guess what's... higher level spells. Yeah, and I guess your BBEG. Yeah, Gios. Gios, BBEG. Yeah, I don't know, right? Like maybe you're trying to, yeah, read the mind of like the BBEG and uh, yeah, I could see yeah. that being quite critical. Give them like imposed disadvantage on them for something that's quite critical. Yeah, I still think it's a bit expensive. It still is a little expensive. Yeah. Quicken spell. This one's great. Yeah, mm. Quicken Spell is basically any spell that has a casting time of one action. You spend two sorcery points, a little expensive, to change the casting time to one bonus action. So this comes with a pretty big caveat. Something that we have talked about in our previous episode on magic, where when you cast spells as a bonus action, then you can't cast another spell during the same turn except for a cantrip with a casting time of one action. Yeah, so you kind of have to plan around it. 
Yeah. And it means you can cast cantrips and a spell in the same turn. That's cool. Yeah. Definitely. But can't use your when reaction. You first, when you first read this, you think, oh, two spells a turn. Mm -hmm. Awesome. It's not that, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Although I've, I have kind of homebrewed it in the past that you could cast two low-level spells, giving various level boundaries. And sometimes yeah. for some really balls-out campaigns, you can just cast two spells and make it three sorcery points or four sorcery points. I can definitely see working around this in a way where it's like, because uh, like the flavor of this is that like when you cast a spell that normally has a casting time of one action as a bonus action, mm. you are being like very fat you're, you're, you're like reacting super fast to be able to like shoot out another spell and it's exhausting right mm. so this might be different if you wanted to do really big exerting spells than yeah. if you wanted to do smaller more like you know maybe you could work something around that if you want yeah to do that's a cool spells. again as always talk to your dm dms if you're listening be open to it because you can get some really really creative scenarios come up with people mixing and matching two spells. Yeah, but if you do want a way to shut down that, like, you know, I want to cast two I, enormous spells in one turn, yeah. I mean, this is the easiest <laughs> way to do that. You can only do one spell per year. It's happened to me a couple times where there's some, like, clutch moment and the sorcerer is, like, looking through all his spells and looking through his abilities and he sees Quicken Spell and he goes, oh, I can... Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone's very quiet. And it's like, mm, you can't. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, be open to it. Next is Subtle Spell. You can use a sorcery point to cast a spell without any somatic or verbal components. This is super, super cool. Again, yeah, so you can sack the, the wizard, the head. <laughs> but you can't sack the sorcerer, at least if they have Subtle Spell. Again, super, super cool. This is something that is underlooked in roleplay scenarios. Yes. A lot of times people want to do like a sneaky spell on someone they're talking to, to maybe like make them better friends or whatever, or yeah. to intimidate them. But what people don't realize is that you are there waving your hands Casting around, a spell going, is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, casting a spell is obvious. It should look yeah. like Harry Potter or some shit. Like you are, you have to say some shit and move your hands around <laughs> and you have like usually some kind of focus that you need to use. Like it's, it's a big event. Yeah, so having subtle spell opens that door to you. Yeah. Tween spell, this is definitely the longest one. So this one just makes it so if you have a spell that you can use to target a creature, you can spend a number of sorcery points equal to your spell's level to target a second creature in range with the same spell. Yeah, that's one if it's a cantrip. Yeah, so that's great. I mean, like, there's lots of spells where it's pretty nice to be able to hit two people with the same one. Yeah, it's it's got that kind of constriction where you've got to cast the same spell, but you are doubling the effect of a spell, which you can cast two fireballs. Yeah. That's a lot of damage That's coming pretty, out. Well, no, uh, it has to be something that targets only one creature. So it can't be an AoE. So you can't cast fireball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it does have but a lot of like, options. There, I mean, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like single target DPS spells. Yes. Damage spells. You can, it's got to be different targets. Fire that kind bolt. of sucks. <laughs> but maybe you're... BBEG has a doubly evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> At fourth level, that's that's it for meta magic. Anyway, that's like the bread and butter of sorcerers and basically everything everything interesting that we'll talk about this episode. Yeah. After this, it's just ability score improvements. Fourth, eighth, twelfth, sixteenth, and nineteenth. Yep, and as always, you get your choice of increasing one ability score by two or two by one. After this, 
we have our disappointing level 20. Ooh. Disappointing level 20 today is you re regain four expended sorcery points whenever you finish a short rest. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Yay! I mean, it's good. That's like a quarter, almost a third, sorry, of your sorcery points. Yeah, now you're just using sorcery short, points like even more. Yeah, um, it makes you way more versatile. Mm -hmm. It's cool. <sighs> yeah. Cool, yeah, points, yeah. I guess. More money, Yay. more problems. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's the sorcerer. Yeah. Definitely one of the weirder classes. Yeah, let us know your thoughts on this and how you make your sorcerers. I, I think our uh, thinking on sorcerers is that this gives you more room to craft a person. I'm thinking maybe it gives you a lot of options for multi-classing as well. Mm, yeah, I think a sorcerer is a really good class to multi-class into because you get these abilities so early. You Super only need to put, early. Like, two, three levels, you already have access to meta magic. You have Almost everything. To, yeah, basically everything. Yeah. It's definitely one to think about if you're multi-classing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this week at least. Yup. You can help support us on Patreon. Link is in the description. We love you. Send us money. <laughs> so we can buy more than one mic. <laughs> Share this podcast with friends. It really, really helps. Oh God, I feel disgusting saying it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really cool to have listeners. You can email us. Yep. Toby at rulesaswrittenshow.com. Love hearing absolutely anything. You could just send me a picture of your balls and I'd love it. Not in that way. I just like that someone cares you enough are to speaking send to a picture of the balls. internet right now. <laughs> As if they won't. It's all right. I'll, if you send me a picture of your balls, I'll... We'll put them on the website. No, we won't. But <laughs> yeah, a little that would be some like '90s website shit, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, go, go the team. Hall of Balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Take care, Garnier. <laughs> uh, goodbye.